Hello and welcome to the Business Aviation Collective podcast. Today we get a chance to talk to Jackie Gates. She is with Group Holdings Aviation and she has a great story to tell us about learning how to do international handling in-house. Enjoy! This podcast is produced by Business Aviation Collective and sponsored by LD Aviation. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Business Aviation Collective podcast. Today, we get to talk to Jackie Gates. Jackie Gates is the corporate dispatcher for Group Holdings Aviation based in FTW. Before working with Group Aviation, I'm sorry, Group Holdings Aviation was with American Aero FBO. So she has a good bit of aviation background going on for her. Jackie, thank you so much for taking your time to talk with us. How are you today? I'm doing great. Happy to be here. Thank you very much. Great. Wonderful. Well, I'm always interested, and this is one of the first questions I ask almost everybody, is how did you get into aviation? Like, was there a childhood dream of this? Did you fall into it? How did you get here? A totally grace of God. Did not know what FBO was even before I set foot in the FBO. Family friend who was the security for the owner said, hey, he's opening up FBO. You seem like there would be a good role as a customer service rep. And I had just graduated college, didn't know what I wanted to do. So I thought, okay, well, you know, customer service, I can do that. I waited tables, mm-hmm. did a little bit of teaching. So uh, started, we were in a temporary facility. I had to look up on Google that day, you know, what is a fixed space operator? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm so totally new world for me, taking pictures the whole time. You know, what is that? Oh, that plane, that plane did not know besides, you know, commercial flights. Um, sure. Growing up a couple, but um, a whole new world for me. Wow. Um, worked at the FBO uh, for about a year, became a manager, customer service manager, but had the opportunity to fill in for the FBO's flight department, um, privately, you know, private. Um, okay. And like their owned aircraft that they were flying. Yeah, yeah. Then, okay. The owner's aircraft. Got it. He basically mm-hmm. wanted the FBO, so he couldn't, you know. <laughs> and if you ever uh, have been out to Fort Worth, the he bought an Atlantic that was operating out of the first American Airlines, which was American Airways hangar. Um, oh, it was cool. one of two. So this the hangar that I operate out of this was built in 1933. Um, it's got some really neat history out of it. The first Charles Lindbergh landed here, uh, Amelia Earhart. Wow. So, um, I've got some good grounds, you know, here. Um, but scheduler here that was, that I was filling in for retired. And, um, she said, you're a good fit. My flight department is very active. Sometimes we go a long time without flying, but, mm-hmm. um, they're very involved in the industry. I've got, got a couple goal streams. My boss. Its own cab as often as they can. Nice. So I get to see that world, you know, of the OEM. Um, and I call my boss the airplane whisperer, our aviation director. So I, I'm <laughs> very, I get to be involved in a lot of that. Since I'm the, also the receptionist here, I take a lot of notes for meetings. Sure. So I learn a lot just, you know, <laughs> by happenstance. That's awesome. That's awesome. So I find that it's actually really common that um, a lot of us come into this industry without any previous aviation background like there was really we really just fell into it so i find it super interesting when people fall into it and then they stay and oftentimes are almost hooked you know and they really can't leave because they don't want to go to any other industry no nothing's happened 
anything be more exciting, you know? Right. You've got the conferences and the, just the things you see and the people and um, the doors it's opened up for me. Uh, I work for a very good company. I've got a very good uh, boss. Is the SMS is a big thing here. I mean, we're in boss stage three. Uh, so we have, I mean, I, I came into a really good foundation um, Wonderful. for aviation or business aviation. That's great. That's great. Also, I'm, I want to talk to you about how you got into doing international schedule or international handling on your own. But before I get there, I have a couple other questions on that. Um, I, I'm kind of curious, of, are there any, is there a, maybe a defining moment or um, anything that stands out in your maybe younger life that has helped you out in your career now? Um, being flexible, I think. Uh, I think that's why I I am where I am today, and in the, in the the roles I got through the company, um, and even just taking the job. You know, being flexible and open, and uh, never taking no. You know, we I, I nobody has to hear no in this industry, so you gotta uh, not have that mindset. Mm-hmm. And I think um, from a ownership standpoint, you know, we work with some people that do have. They just have a lot of networking and I, that that's how they think, you know, they've got a lot of resources and just seeing our, our principles. It's not that they don't take no for an answer, but it's just, there's no, uh, nothing to box you in. You know, they think outside the box. And so I think that's uh, something I've really learned in aviation is just, you know, I've always been a problem solver, but mm-hmm. um, just we there's a workaround there's always a workaround there is and that's kind of what we're paid for right we're yeah, yeah. in this position to find a a yes or a close to yes yeah without with without being unsafe i guess i will yeah. add yeah. that as well you know, you know the law you know <laughs> right yes yeah legal um, very cool right so i believe you are the sole scheduler as well um how do you manage all of that as well as, you know, your downtime and, you know, not working 24 seven? Um, I've got a, a good operation. I'm, I'm, we know each other well. I've been here, uh, with group holdings for seven years now. Um, although the schedule has changed, we've gone through, you know, 300 hours in a year to COVID, which was like a hundred hours. Now we're back up to about 200 hours mm-hmm. per airplane a year um just again being flexible and luckily my family i've got two two little little ones a toddler oh, and yeah. my husband um just working when i can you know and sometimes yeah. I mean, four hours a day you know my work and then sometimes it's 10 hours a day yeah. um and luckily both my family life and my work life both of them understand that and and it's a give and take you know it's a good balance that's awesome Yep. Very important in this industry, but since we are all 24 uh-huh. seven. I, I don't have another person here with me, like you said, but the um, FBO, I've got a couple of girls that that are trained enough to, to fill in and answer the calls. Okay. They can well, open up the trip planning and help me out too. Oh. So that's also. That's great. So at least you have somebody at least that you can rely on here and there. That's cool. That's great. Um, Okay, so let's get into international trip handling. Obviously, you seem to be like a big go-getter. You're out to just learn about everything. I mean, you talked about uh, ISBA, ISBAO. You talked about SMS. 
How did you even think about, attempt, et cetera, to do in-house international? I think it, it's always been something I wanted to do. Um, mm -hmm. Before I, I uh, started working, when I would fill in um, our operation, traveled a lot. They went to Paris a lot, um, London. And it was like, as soon as I got here, no, they didn't do anything international. Schedule over four, she had always used Universal. Um, mm -hmm. Or I think back in, we were using Jefferson, which um, which was nice. Yeah. But I, I hated, um, I was always scared, that feeling whenever I did get to do a trip. We did one or two a year, I wasn't that familiar. And then I was having to rely on people that knew more than me, but Maybe because they knew more than me, I didn't get the answers that I felt like I wanted. It was like, okay, explain. I don't know what that means. Oh, yeah, we're taking care of it, you know. But, mm -hmm. And in our department, it's like they everybody wants to know details, not just oh, taking care of. It's like, no, I need to know the name. I need to know, you know, who's, yeah, who's meeting the aircraft. Uh, where are we in a park? Can we park up close? You know, um, yeah. And on, I I don't know if I uh, told you uh, on the last trip to London. Um, I wasn't here the day that we uh, picked the airport. My boss, we're going to Luton, and uh, you I'm using the God uh, uh, international trip planning provider, yeah, mm -hmm. provider. And they said, "Okay, we got you." You know, okay, it's all good to go. We did it. It's a two week long trip. It was great. I was a flight attendant for the flight, um, so that was fun. fun. You know, seeing what I could do in the air. We got a good connectivity on the aircraft. Um, to be able to say who's on the ground right now, who's going to meet us? We're forty-five minutes out, so that was fun. Um, but you know, a month later, after we uh, got home, we get this huge bill uh, for the. It was at two hundred dollars an hour. Yes, in Lumen, so it was like sixty thousand dollars just apart. Wow. Um, we buy. We have the aircraft. We know what it costs. We're not. We're not cheap, but we want to be reasonable. And mm -hmm. good stewards of our, you know, principal's uh, money, and and our, we're not for frivolous. So, yep. you know, that was something I just felt blindsided by, and I felt like, hey, if I had done that, I would have known that. That would have been a yeah. question I asked. Uh, you know, I would. That's what I do uh, with the domestic flight. So mm -hmm. it was like, well, I can speak the language. I know there's a time difference, but that doesn't mm -hmm. matter. I can work whatever hours. I want to do this. Why can I not do this? You know? Mm -hmm. um, and with uh, the international, what we call it, tripplaying.biz. Uh, yeah, the scheduling software. Yeah. Yeah. I was really pushing it. You can do it. You can do it. So I think that gave me some motivation. Okay, if he says I can do it, and I think I can do it. Right. Um, yes. And then a really good promoter. Television dispatchers, and I watched you speak, I think, in 2021. Yeah. Um, and then we finally got, I built that up, uh, recently and I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to ask her, I'm going to reach out, <laughs> How right. you, you know, how did it go? That was great. Perfect. And I, yeah, my, if I had to pull it up, um, the pilot, one of the, the PIC, he wrote me a long letter and like, no, thank you so much. It went it, smooth. It went perfect, you know, and maybe it would have right. gone great with the, uh, a support provider, but mm -hmm. the fact that we were able to do it in-house, we made connections with our local customs agent. Um, it, it, 
it was just a great experience for everybody. Everybody, I think, was very confident in the trip itself, in the landing. Okay, we know who's going to be there. I know because I set it up. I spoke yep. with these people. Um, yep. It's not that the support is is bad. It's just it's this that, that third that middleman. You know, and those relationships. I think that you highlighted, like you said, that you made a direct relationship where you went and spoke with your local CBP officer. I mean, that's huge. Yeah, and I had to look up kind of the FBO. Where's my, where are my people going? You know, it's like we just, there was more um, put into it, I think, on the personal level for our passengers and for the pilot than the aircraft. I think that's really good to note as well. And I think that happens a lot because now um, your CVP or wherever it is that you're going to, your handler knows, oh, it's Jackie that's calling. Jackie is with tail number blah, blah, blah. She's super nice on her emails or... I know that they need newspapers and ice every single time they leave before 10 a.m. I don't know. You know, they start to recognize and then you get a higher level of uh, customer service. I think. You do. You do. Yeah. Yep. That's so great. Be alive. I get it. You know, I get it. People like, sure. like that connection. Mm -hmm. So that's really cool how you could tie that FBO and handler and now your dispatch side of the job to it. That's cool. So are there any tools that you would recommend either just for international handling or just scheduling in general that you just love that are working well for you guys? And I, you know, really love tripplaning.biz, um, moving yep. from FOSS, uh, which was not web-based, to a web-based program. Mm -hmm. And I use my iPad a lot. Um, mm -hmm. light, handy, it works with tripplaning.biz. Uh, my pilots work with their iPads a lot too. So, um, the interface is the same. If they're having issues, I can kind of, you know, help them. I bought my app. Here's where to find that. Um, I really like that tripplaning.biz does the messaging, um, keeps that in the system, the communications with the FBO, the communications with, uh, the caterer. Um, I really try to train my pilots, get in there, see the communication, you know, and and obviously I put it, all the pertinent notes in there that they can see, but, it, you know, they, they, you can open them up because a lot of times, what, what this, what that, how did you get that? You know, here, here, it's all there. Um, and I think keeping that for records or for a, a good go-to um, is very helpful. Sure. And then you can see previous trips if you ever need to go back to maybe an international trip. Well, what did we, what did they say last time for pricing or catering? Yeah, yep. exactly. And I like the, the look through the contact. Uh, you know, I type in a last name of a passenger. I can see every trip they've been on. Um, it's, I, I really find it to be useful. And Excellent. Uh, I think Simon said he's going to have a, a training, his first training upcoming. So, It'll be exciting yes. to see how other schedulers use it. You know, there's I'm sure there's tons of stuff that I don't even know. Um, I believe there is one coming in the spring, I think, sometime. I do remember him saying something like that. So we'll have to reach out to him and see if we can't uh, get those dates. That's yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, just for additional information. So anybody who might be looking at tripplanning.biz, what Jackie's talking about is that they have like a Slack kind of messaging system, uh, almost like a Teams chat messaging system right inside the software. Not that we're plugging just that software, but I just wanted to um, kind of talk more about how that is really helpful for getting away from emails. Because as we move forward in technology, uh, we're going to have to start getting away from all of these different emails that we have and use some other uh, ways of communication and 
And I also find it um, really good for secure payments because I can up, I've got my uh, cards on there, got my credit card and that to the airplane uh, app card. I've got, actually got a lot of cards on there now. (laughs) Um, And that's a secure form of payment since it is through the Salesforce. It's uh, very protected and I'm not shooting my uh, credit card over in an email or calling somebody and they're writing it down. Um, I know SSI, super secure information, I forget what it's called, um, is uh, a big thing now. You know, I, yeah. nobody wants their information stolen, especially uh, on the corporate part. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Definitely. Do you have, um, I don't know, any suggestions of uh, what should somebody do if they're in maybe your spot a year ago and they're like, I want to try this out, but I don't really know where to get started? Uh, want to try international trip planning? Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Doing international uh, trip planning in-house. Mm-hmm. I will call you guys. I mean, I'm not trying to plug <laughs> L&D, um, but I didn't know. I wouldn't know where to go. I don't think. Um, uh, I don't know if there's another company out there that trains on actually international trip planning. I mean, I took my like, dispatcher's class and I mean, I know how, you know, they teach you kind of how to. Right. You get a, a note, but if nobody's telling you how to contact customs and border patrol besides maybe some classes at schedulers and dispatchers or sure. maybe there's mm-hmm. nothing i don't know out there i'm not i'm not saying there's nothing out there um but as far as uh, training for our industry schedulers and dispatchers like us i don't you know i think it's hard to find i think so too right and you're right we are definitely trying to change that i know um, suman is we are as well we're trying to get the word out and everything but you're right <laughs> not trying to shamelessly plug our, us either, no. but um, I just to get so excited when people learn and branch out. It just makes us uh, as schedulers and dispatchers even more valuable to our team mm-hmm. as well. So, okay, so I want to s- circle back. You said that you were flight attendant on the last London trip. So, do you get to do that a lot? As needed. <laughs> um, well. That's fun. We have a very private uh, group of passengers, and they're mm-hmm. most of them are used to flying on the aircraft. It's like they're you know second home. They all of them take long trips cross country with their family. Um, a lot of them have kids, so it's like I think they're very private. Um, mm-hmm. They don't require much, so um, the opportunity doesn't come up often. But if we do have guests, especially like a large group. Um, that are not familiar with the aircraft. Uh, my boss prefers that somebody be there um, just for, you know, safety. Uh-huh. And 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 to teach, to show people around the aircraft. I mean, it's a hard, you know, some of those systems are so hard to operate. Right? Um, yes. So <laughs> Trying I, to get the Wi-Fi to work. I've done a lot of the same trips, Fort Worth to uh, Salt Lake. A very easy trip. Um, but that one to London was a, definitely an eye-opener. Um but all together, it's what an opportunity to actually schedule the the trip and then lay in and see the people that you're talking to, you know, and on the other end of the phone. I think sometimes it's like, hey, I'm Jackie. And they're like, oh, 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 both. Um, it's neat to actually see what the pilots go through. Like the other day we pulled up in uh, Salt Lake um, for an easy trip, but we had somebody on crutches and they uh, put us. They, they, there were snow banks on the on the tarmac where they the ramp where they were pulling us up, and it was like 
I would have not understood my pilot, you know, when they came back and wouldn't have guessed that there would have been big snow banks on the the ramp and the parking was uh, really difficult that day. Um, And just to see, you know, the the issues that can uh, come about, you know, why why not? Our delay says you guys landed, but you didn't turn off the, you know, engines until 30 minutes later. And and when your scheduler is sitting there, what's going wrong? What's going wrong? You know, uh-huh. those ins and outs and on and off. And um, yep. so to be be there in the moment, I'm like, okay, I, I see what's happening on the other end. Sure. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, really important. I know some companies have, when I mean, you get to go as flight attendant, some companies will allow their schedulers, dispatchers to do ride-alongs. And I mm-hmm. think that's super important. Um, I think the airlines or at least they used to require their dispatchers to do ride-alongs once every year or two just to do exactly that, to get get the lay of the land. What is the pilot actually seeing, uh, you know, when they receive their trip packet? How are they using that? How are they talking to the FBA when they get there? Yeah, that's yeah. really cool. That's really yeah, cool. for customs, I, was, I had no clue what customs was like in the UK, you know, what 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 happened. Because I, I, I make these packets and are, do they get used? You know, what does the customs agent think of that? So that was mm-hmm. that. And I bet that helps you too um, when you're scheduling the international ones to know what to ask for locations you haven't been to. Like, exactly. like you, were, you were talking about before where you asked, you know, who are, who's going to be meeting us or, you know, where do we park? Those types of questions are important. Um, yeah. yeah, obviously. yeah. Um, the one we went through and I tell you I learned this in Mexico, there's an FBO and a handler. Like we don't have that most you know american uh, right. nation so yeah just that itself is um a learning curve for international stuff now very cool um how about looking forward to the future is there something is there like a a goal or something that is on your horizon that you're hoping to do either personal or work it doesn't it could be either way um i want to give back start giving back more before I had kids, you know, married and had kids, when I was a manager, customer service manager, I got to do a lot more. Um, the challenge air events, the uh, networking, um, mm-hmm. uh, doing things with the networking group. We've got North Texas Business Aviation Association out here, and they meet probably at least two times a month. A lot of it's after hours. Um, okay. And having the two toddlers, it, it's been hard, but it, I've always knew once that part of my life got easier, easier for somebody to watch the kid. Um, I want to get back into that. I enjoy um, networking. I enjoy the the volunteering, um, especially on the weekends. We've got a greatest generation out here. They have a DC3 and they do like Christmas flights, Christmas flights and Father's Day flights and uh, I think beer flights. Okay. Yeah. So get back into that. You know, I did it before. I loved it. I uh, just haven't been able to do it as much. Um, I would love to do some uh, schedulers and dispatchers sit on that board, that committee or the, mm-hmm. um, the ambassadors. So I want to get yeah. in more. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we all, of course, love our kiddos, but things things do get busier when you add, uh, when you got little ones, especially the little yeah. ones. Mm-hmm. And just having a baby, I had the baby in COVID, and which really was beneficial. But um, <laughs> I'm looking forward to, uh, yeah, getting, getting back out there. Yeah. So now that northern, so Northern Texas Business Aviation Association, are they 
they're like a regional kind of group or are they a scheduler group? They are a regional aviation group. Okay, so all pilots, maintenance, everything. Okay, mm-hmm. that's cool. That's very cool. So if anybody's in the area and listening, um, you know, check out their website too and see if you, you know, perhaps want to join that as well. It's always good to be part of your local business aviation group. And they give back so much. They're constantly uh, giving to the community here. So it's a good Nice. nice. And I'm going to look some more up into that DC-3. That sounds fun. Uh, Yeah, if you're ever in the area, it's it's really neat. That's really cool. cool. See the old avionics. Um, I totally different to be in an old airplane. You know, the the turbulence and that little, you know, barf bag. (laughs) (laughs) Because you get that sideways movement that I have never been a part of. But okay, this is new. Yep. Oh, that's cool. Altitude. Mm-hmm. And loud, right? They're a lot loud, louder. Right. Loud, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got to fly one uh, in the islands off of Venezuela many years ago, but that was a really cool experience. So there's not a lot of them left um, yeah. that do flights. So very cool. Well, um, Jackie, I think um, I really hope that your story is, you know, inspirational to others so that they really just go ahead and and take the bull by the horns and try and do some of this international on their own. Um, is there a way if people wanted to ask you questions about how you did it and stuff, is there a way we could con- they can contact you? Yeah, of course. Uh, please contact me by email. Uh, okay. jgates at vhaviation.com. Golfhotelaviation.com. Wonderful. Okay. Sounds good. Well, for all of you guys that were listening, definitely reach out to Jackie if you have any questions about this. And Jackie, thank you so much for your help today and and, and speaking with us. It was really great. And uh, we hope to uh, hear more about your international flight uh, coordination here coming yeah. in the future. Thank you, Lindsay. L&D was, was great. Um, I hope thank to you. next international trip. Um, maybe I can do it all by myself. But if I have any questions, I'll give you guys a call. Definitely. I'm sure you'll be fine. Yeah. Great. Thanks again, Jackie. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Lindsay. Have a great day. You too. This podcast is produced by Business Aviation Collective and brought to you by LD Aviation.